Preston, Preston, near post City! It's in! And again, Warren Spink has a hand in it. Andrew Zinni scores the goal. Not only are the fans winning on the terraces, the team are winning on the pitch. Two goals in two minutes. 2-1 up, Preston Macedonia, and we've got an invasion on. Crossfield ball for Tineski to try the spectacular. It's brilliant. Is it over the line? Yes. What's a goal from Alex Tineski? It's the winner. What a great goal by Kukuleski. The crowd has gone wild, ladies and gentlemen. The Preston Lions are the Premiership champions. Pull at the back post. There it is. And is that the goal that takes them up? Through ball for Spink. He's in the box. Back for Cole. Cole square. Here's a chance for Smith. Smith, yes, it's there. Spink, Cole, Smith. Smith doing the damage. 1 0. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the official Preston Lions Club show. It is the Lions Den coming to you live this week, not from inside the pavilion rooms, but inside the change rooms. Yeah, we've had a change of scenery because we're going one-on-one -on -one with the big man himself, the man at the helm, Louis Atsevsky. So we decided to take the show into the heart of where the magic happens uh, for the team at halftime, where those inspiring speeches are delivered. We are in the change rooms, these beautiful new refurbished change rooms inside the brand new facility here at Jenna Steel Stadium. And we have a massive game coming up tomorrow night. The big rivalry match, the big derby against North Sunshine. And we cannot wait to see you there. Gates opening at 5.45pm. The reserves kicking off at 6.15pm. And then the main game, at 8.30, we've got both sets of fans in attendance this time around, and we're so grateful to the work of Football Victoria and also uh, to the committee there at North Sunshine who've been really collaborative in this process uh, in working out a solution whereby both sets of fans could attend and we could have the most spectacular atmosphere possible. And we want this to be a showcase for what Preston is all about, what this club is all about, what this league is all about. So we want to see you all there singing and chanting, uh, but most importantly, respecting the FV code of conduct and representing the club in a positive light because everyone will be watching. We're expecting a huge attendance, but the game will also be live streamed as the match of the round on MPL.tv. So there's going to be a massive viewership on this game and we need to make sure everybody is representing the club in the best light and, and putting Preston's best foot forward for the grand amb ambitions that we have in the future. So make sure you come down, bring your family, bring your friends, and, uh, and make a spectacular uh, and also safe and respectful atmosphere. We've got two designated supporter zones. The south side of the ground is designated for the North Sunshine visiting supporters. And then the grandstand, the pavilion, and the north side will be all home fans. There'll be no fans permitted on the scoreboard side. The west side of the ground will be entirely closed off for everyone except the coaches and players and the broadcast crew. And this is important. At the end of the game, Lion uh, Club lanyards, of course. Uh, if you're not wearing your lanyard, you won't be getting in. So make sure you remember it and uh, get down there in numbers. It's going to be a fantastic, fantastic occasion. 
and we can't wait to share it with you all. Uh, no banners or flags are permitted and supporters who aren't uh, adhering to the behavioural expectations of the club, the conditions of entry, the FE code of conduct uh, will be reprimanded and potentially banned as well. Uh, so we don't want that to happen. We don't want to turn anybody away from this fantastic club and this fantastic occasion. So just make sure you think about uh, what your behaviour represents when you're wearing those Preston colours as a supporter. When you're supporting Preston, you are part of the club. So uh, just keep that in mind. But we want a fantastic atmosphere and we want to celebrate this occasion and this rivalry for what it is, which is one of the great occasions in Victorian football. So we'll see you all there tomorrow night. We're going to take a short break here on the Lions Den. Louis Atsevsky, the head coach of the senior men, is with us on the other side. Don't you dare go anywhere. You're listening to the Lions Den on FNR Football Nation Radio. Welcome back to the official Preston Lions Club show, coming to you live from inside the club rooms this week. Bit of a change of scene. Uh, there's a nice acoustic in here, nice uh, booming echo, and the head coach, Louis Atsevsky, is with me. Uh, and I bet you can build up some serious volume in here at halftime when you need to, mate, can't you? Yeah, I'm sure you can, uh, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> you but, wouldn't uh, know, but you're yeah, very we, calm. Yeah, you know, we're very calm here at uh, mm. halftime and after the game. So, um, no, that's, but you, you definitely can get some uh, bit of volume in here. <laughs> what do you think of this new facility, first and foremost? You, yep. You've been in it for half a season now. You've got, got to know the place, got your feet under the table now. What, what does it mean to, to come in here, you know, a few times a week and, and have access to this? Yeah, it's look, it's, it's, it's finally here. It's finally arrived. It's many, many, many years in the, in the coming, so to speak. And, um, you know, you walk in, the boys obviously get changed in uh, these two change rooms here. So with their own little, um, little sheds, shall we say, and... Um, you know, those coaches, we get changed on the other side where the referees get changed. So, you know, we get chucked on the other side where it's not important. <laughs> but, no, look, there's a great facility. Um, the pavilion itself is, is is fantastic. I just wish it was bigger um, with all the supporters uh, we've got. It's, uh, it would have been great if we could go double story. <laughs> Maybe the extension's coming. Maybe that's the next one we have to fight to cancel. No, no I'm, not, I'm not promising anything. Um, uh, one, for, one for Mr. Svetkovsky to see too. But, uh, uh, Louis... You are the longest-serving head coach in the club's history, I was told this week. Uh, Eyebrow-raising statistics. Six years at the helm, albeit a couple of those have been uh, curtailed prematurely. Um, that's mind-blowing. What, what is it that, that keeps you motivated, that keeps you going on the, the emotional roller coaster that is being the head coach of Preston Lions? Um, look, it's, it's more so, you know, being at the club you love, uh, being here, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis and seeing the club grow from... When, when I first came in, I think it was 2017 or something mm -hmm. like that. So, um, you know, just where the club's come from and where it's gone to. Um, and at the same time, when uh, when you've got passion and love for the for the club itself, you just want to succeed for the club and the, and the club just to keep growing. So um, the, the drive has always been uh, a simple fact, and that's just to, to make sure the club gets bigger and better on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's not just in, in this change room, meaning on the field – but I'm talking about off the park as well. So, um, and, I, and I, I believe the club's gone leaps and bounds in the last uh, six years. I know you're always thinking about the big picture, but when you first got the call back in 2017, you know, did you take some convincing? Were you signing the dotted line immediately? No, look, it's uh, it was always um, an ambition of mine to, to coach at the club. Um, you know, I played here for many years, and obviously, uh, I didn't know when that or if an opportunity would come. 
Um, I think I was about in a eight or nine month break since mm-hmm. my last coaching job at Hume City. So uh, when Zach called me, it was um, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was the right time or not. Uh, we met up, we had a good chat, and then um, my, my wife Sonia really uh, she she put it in perspective to me, and uh, she basically just said, "Look, you know, this is uh, the club that you've always wanted to coach and always be a part of. Um, it doesn't matter if the club's in State League One or in." You know, in, in the A-League, so mm. to speak, um, it's your opportunity. You should take it with both hands. So I listened to it probably for once in my life. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, here I am. I think it's like Stephen Gerrard at Liverpool, right? Everyone knows he's going to end up there. It's just a question of when. Am I ready? Do I have the yeah. experience under my belt? Uh, do you remember the circumstances when you walked into this place and, and, and what, what it was like uh, for you, for the team at that moment in time? Yeah, look, uh, I walked in again. There was the old change rooms, um, you know, and I walked in and the same light was still flashing from when I was playing here, like my last stint. <laughs> the fluorescent flickering yeah. still had mood changed. <laughs> 2007 was my last playing stint. <laughs> the toilet was still just running and wouldn't mm. stop running. And so um, it brought back a, a lot of memories. And, um, you know, we, we knew as a club that we need to get better at what we were doing. Um, but not, again, this wasn't just football-wise, but this was just complete package from where the club was coming from uh it's it's past situation so uh no we moved in look again it was just Mm. really walking in feeling like home the playing group back then uh wasn't what i believe was a a, a championship contending team Mm. so we made changes we made numerous changes that year the first year were uh i think Otana magic was first and we were already four games in and 12 points behind and we knew there was only one team could get promoted so uh, we knew that was going to be very, very difficult to to try and get promoted. So we tried to build the the reputation of of the club, uh, bringing better footballers at the club. And uh, again, it was just baby steps trying to bring in the right footballers to to show the footballing world in Victoria that you know Preston is you know it'll, it'll come back to where it belongs and where it needs to be, uh, not just for the club but for Victorian football. So you know we signed a few players back in back then. Mm. Um, you know Rob Stemblegear, if he was playing overseas. He came in, Aaron Williams, you know, playing in the uh, – he's played in India in the Super League there, played in the A-League as well. So a couple of big names we signed and we brought in um, a belief in the club yeah. that uh, this is the place you want to be for the players. So um, – and that was just – that's how we – that's where we started our journey and um, and we come to, to basically where we are today. It was such a hard league to get out of. State one. Yep. I mean, it's sort of like the Wild West. You know, anything goes. It's that level where the players are, are physically, you know, getting to that elite level. Um, but maybe the standard of pitches or the technical standard can can vary. So you you get these really intense games that are quite chaotic, and the refereeing is quite hands off. I felt when I first started watching Preston play, I'm thinking, my God, like Louis trying to pass out from the back, and there's this lawless, you know, royal rumble happening in front of us. Uh, how was it? I guess. Um, putting your imprint on the on the playing style because we know the progressive style you try and play, but you're faced with that challenge of, you know, everyone wants to beat Preston, everyone wants to kick Preston. And, you know, that's still a challenge we're facing every week. Yeah, look, State League won uh, my second year at the club where we didn't get promoted. We we started off pretty um, – well, we didn't get the results that we needed, mm. full, full stop, and then we went on a 14-15 game run and undefeated and, and the rest of it. and. And it came to that day against Geelong here when we lost um, uh, and we didn't go through. So that was uh, a kick in the butt, so to speak, yeah. and disheartening. But again, 
you're right, you know, we, we go to places in, in State League One where grounds are just all over the place, change rooms are an absolute disaster and uh, it's difficult for the players to, you know, you don't say motivate yourself but you know that you're going to not just come up against an opposition team but you're going to come up against being in a you know two by two metre change room where there's 20 people in there and <laughs> everybody's breathing on each other and the smell's horrific and um, it's just, you know, you're, you're trying to psychologically get yourself prepared for that game. Um, but we did, you know, look, eventually 2019 was our year and we got through, we won the championship and then we built um, 2020 where we, we put a, a really strong squad together. We had the same squad that we had from, well, majority from 2019 and added a few um, really good footballers. But unfortunately, we didn't kickstart that mm. season. We played one uh, FFA Cup game, if I remember correctly, and that was it. The season went. So um, that, that really hurt. Because we were on, uh, on a, you know, we had this momentum and the club was going the right way and um, pushing for success. Everybody was on the same page, so um, you know we, we we lost 12 months there and and a lot of frustration. And we did two pre seasons that year, you know, at the start, mm-hmm. and then we got called back in, and you know all these COVID restrictions, and um, you know you got to do this, you can't have a shower. So boys were coming in winter, you know, we we train here, they'll be sweating and then freezing conditions and get in the car, but you couldn't have a shower because of COVID, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, it put a lot of hurdles in, in front of us. Um, but then again, last year, uh, 2021, we got off to a really good start and was sitting first before the season got called off. So, um, you know, and yeah, that's life. So when you put it in all perspective, you know, you, you look at people in the world and what's happening in the world at the moment with, you know, with, with things happening in, in, in Russia and Ukraine and, and the rest of it. Football is um, Sasha. A cramp, a cramp changing room and a studs up tackle doesn't really, uh, yeah. <laughs> Does not up. compare, yeah. Look, it, it, Sasha Ognanovsky says it well. It's a privilege to play football. Mm. Um, that word privilege, it's, you know, it's, you know, you, you come in, you, you love the game, you want to be a part of the boys. And the best part of football is doing what you do best and winning and celebrating. That's the best part. That's the best feeling for football. But there is pressure at this club because there's a reason that no other coach has lasted six seasons in charge. Uh, that pressure and expectation, can you talk a little bit about that and how that, I guess, weighs on you? Because you're the, you're the, the buck stops with you at the end of the day. You're making the big call. Yeah, look, um, pre- yes, pre- look, there is pressure in every everyday life, not just football or, or Preston Lions Football mm. Club. Um, but you're, you're I- dealing with a different level of expectation than, than other clubs at this level are because it's this outsized thing where – you know, Preston is this fallen giant on the way up and everyone is impatient for success and there's, no, there's nothing less than, than winning is acceptable and that's a healthy mentality to have in a lot of ways but also it weighs on the players as well, you can tell. Yeah, look, we, we, uh, for me, my job is very, very simple. It's trying to get the best out of the players, um, both physically and mentally. But at the same time, I'm here to support the players. Mm. Um, you know, I, I want the best for the club. I only care about the club succeeding. Uh, is that pressure? That's not pressure because when my time's up to, as coach, whenever that might be, um, if Dave knocks, you know, taps me on the shoulder, says, Louis, your time's come, um, or, you know, I've turned around and said, look, I, you know, this is not for me anymore because whatever reason, um, it doesn't matter if it's six years or 16 years for me, it's what we did in that time. And, and again, I believe the club's been very, very successful. Um, it's It's mm. so important for me to get the players involved and, uh, enjoy the pressure. 
Because yeah. you go to many clubs and you play or you coach and if you lose 2-0, they tap you on the shoulder and say, well, you did a good job, but I lost 2-0 today. <laughs> you know, here it's uh, you you win 1-0 and, well, why didn't we win 2 or 3-0? Or why didn't we play this band of football? Or, you know, or you lose the game. You know, let's touch on last Friday's game against Boxy. We lost the game. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, some of our supporters weren't happy about the result. You know, and fair enough to the result. Mm. It's end of the day, that's what we play for. Um, would I have changed anything as a coach or as a playing group? And we've discussed it this week. We we try to play our brand of football, and um, you know, we create chances and, and the rest of it. But football, there's a fine line in football. If you don't take those chances at important moments, uh, and then concentrate for that 95 minutes, and we lost concentration for. All, a split second considered that goal. So mm. does that really summarise the club or the, or the playing group or the coaching staff? Of course not. So going back to pressure, no pressure. There's a lot of love for the club. Uh, I will do whatever it takes for the club to succeed. If that means that, um, you know, we keep pushing uh, as a coaching staff or myself as a coach, I'll keep pushing that. But again, this is not this is not for me to say, uh, you know, I, if, if, if I get sacked from Preston or, you know, or it's my time to go, whatever that time is, that, you know, uh, I'm going to hate the club or, um, you know, I look back at it and think, oh, Jesus, so hard there. Absolutely not. It's, it's been a phenomenal trip. It's been, what a journey, you know. Mm. The reason why I do this is because after a game and come in and have a drink with the boys and have a drink with the crowd and, you know, have, have a good time and smiles because it's my community. Um, and when it's my community... Um, I, I want to spend time with them. I want to. I want to be. I want them to be a part of this club because it's not the coaching staff's club. It's not the, the players' club. It's the Macedonian community or football lovers for that. You know, in in that respect as well. That I want them to be a part of it. Um, and everyone cares so deeply. Like I'm, I'm sure you. I'm sure you get a lot of backseat driving, a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking, <laughs> and people saying you should have made this sub or should have selected this player. But that just means people people care enough enough to want to you know tell you how to do your job. Look, uh, we after every game, win, loss or draw, we you know we speak to the players on a Monday, the first session back. But that night after a game, you know both you know Kappa and myself will go into the and we'll do a video analysis. We'll watch the highlights. We'll watch the goals considered and scored, and um, it's all part of trying to better yourself for next week's mm. game and who you're playing and uh, who you just played against. So, uh, is it time consuming? Dramatic. Uh, it's dramatic. It's it's huge. It's it's more than your, your full-time job, <laughs> Monday to Friday. Um, it, it does control your life. Uh, but that's what we love. We love the game. For me, there's no better place to be if you want to be in, involved in the game at a big club like this with huge expectations. And that's not huge expectations in two years or two months. It's today. We worry about getting through today's training session and training to the best of our ability. Uh, ability getting the right tactics right for the weekend's game when we play whoever that might be, and then obviously the game procedure. So, you know, we try and break it down uh, as minimal steps as possible. Um, uh, again, and, you, and you live and breathe it because you love it. And of course. I think it's interesting for the supporters to get an insight, though, into the level of work that goes into it, not to have a whinge, but to because it's just interesting to get that behind-the-scenes insight into how this this place actually works, how the team ticks. So can we do a, a week in the life of, uh, of Louis Atsevsky from, you know, it's, you, you had the game on the weekend, yep. day after, let's go from there. Okay, so, um, yeah, we'll play the game example. Um, so we played Friday night, you know, we'll talk about the game after the game briefly with the coaching staff. Then we'll go home in the morning, the messages will start. We'll talk about what we saw in the game, 
between, again, Kappa, Sash, our goalkeeper coach, um, Sinisha and Declan, our fitness coach, and, and even Zoc is our team manager. You know, we've got our little group chat and we start talking about the, the real positives and, you know, where we could have improved on. Then we're automatically thinking, okay, which players are available for next week, who we're playing, how we're going to beat them. So that's, you know, come Saturday about 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm looking at the fixture and seeing where my position team is playing and um, trying to justify to my wife that I have to go to another game this weekend <laughs> to watch them. Because <laughs> I don't know if everyone knows this, but Louis is out scouting every week. Ooh, we've just lost the lights in here. If uh, our producer can try and activate the... Uh, <laughs> the sensors, I think. <laughs> the I sensors. We've been sitting too still. I'll try and like yeah, use my arms. There we, while there we go. We're back. <laughs> but you're out. Uh, well, is this why we shifted to Friday night? So you could go out and do your Saturday <laughs> scouting trip? No, that's not the reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, look, that, that's what happens. You know, So you go watch a game or a Saturday or a Sunday. Then you come back, you put your Is little... it you that does that or you go out with Kappa or you split the load? Both of us, both of us do that. So Kaf, uh, Caps will, you know, sometimes go by himself. Um, if we're playing, example, uh, the team the week, the week, the team that we're playing the week after, if they're playing on the Friday night and we're training Friday night, he won't come to training. He'll send to the game and watch the game and right. try and get some notes together for it. But, you know, we'll, again, we'll watch that. We'll put our heads together. We'll put some notes together. And then we plan our training sessions for Monday what we're trying to achieve, how we're going to penetrate and, and, and score against the opposition team and win that game. So, But it's between that Saturday's game till the following game that you get, I don't know, I don't know how many phone calls, I, I can't even answer that. <laughs> uh, I can't even answer that. Players, you know, coaches, staff, um, hope, uh, you know, people in the committee having a chat, good, great, positive, where we can improve on. Um, as you said before, everybody... Uh, that's why we love this game because it's, it's full of opinions. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I listen to everybody. Uh, I hear what everybody's got to say. But end of the day, come that, that next Friday night's game, trying to put it together and trying to put a team on that I believe is going to win that game, the decision falls on, on, on my chest, so to speak. So, um, you know, and, and you do ask everybody about their opinion. I mean, every time, every week, Louis comes up for the post-match interview and I think the first time, first thing you do every time is you ask me what I thought from up in the commentary position. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have my coaching badges. I've never coached a game before in my life. But, you know, I, I still give my impressions. And you, you, you're constantly, like, processing all of that information. It's, it's sort of uh, the brain's trust at Preston, the community, not just the, not just the, the coaching group. Look, it's, you don't need coaching badges to see a moment in a game that could make a difference. So me asking yourself, I'm asking anybody – and, and when you're coaching from the ground level, and you only see a certain aspect of it as well, where you're on top on the on you know up you know three meters in the air, and you and you can see everything on a bird's eye view, you can see a lot more. Sure. So this is why you know I'll ask you, or I'll ask anybody else for that matter, because something that I might not pick up or might not you know have seen, and it'll add something to how we're going to improve ourselves next uh, next next game, so to speak. So, um, and again. I'm no expert in football. That, that's, you know, let's get that right. Uh, I'm a person uh, that wants, again, going back to wanting the club to succeed so much, um, I, I need to find the, the right blend or the, the right couple of things to make sure the team improves and tries to win the next game. So where have we got to? We're at about Sunday, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, Sunday comes in Monday, as we said. We train, um, you know, Johnny Markoff will tell, will tell us who's injured, who's not injured. We'll try and put a session together. Is on, that before or after he's posted his Instagram stories? I don't know. Instagram always comes on first with Johnny. <laughs> he, he, 
He's got three posts on Facebook and four on Instagram by <laughs> Saturday morning after the game. He loves the photos, Johnny does. Um, but, you know, he'll, he'll tell us that, give us a breakdown, and then we work out. Um, I think Matty J always paps him every week. He has to. It's obligatory. Someone has to go down with, a, with an injury at some point, <laughs> you know, just, just so Johnny can get his photo up. Yep. I think Johnny tells him before the game, make sure this happens. So um, yep. okay. you're ready for it. 67th minute, <laughs> get my best angle. Yeah, yep. basically. <laughs> um, you know, so again, going back to Monday night's training, then we'll, we'll train and I'll have a few chats with a few individuals. Um, some aren't happy. They didn't start. Some got taken off. They're not happy. Um, some haven't said anything. I'll go up to them and tell them why this happened or that happened or ask their opinions. What did you see as, you know, as an individual from the game? And, um and that's what I do as my role, which is more of a man management role. Um, coaching uh, in relation to what we do with training and the drills it falls back to, to Kappa. Um, you know, he'll ask, what do you want to work on? We'll say, let's look, you know, this is what we need to work on this week. He'll put the drills on and I'll manage. I'll manage the group, um, all the players and, and, and making sure that you're trying to find these players in the right place psychologically. Mm-hmm. Forget about physically because... If it's a physical ankle, you can't do much about it. You've got to get treatment, etc. But, you know, some players, they get down on confidence. They've had an, uh, an average game or I've taken them off or um, they missed a sitter or they've considered a goal that they, sh- they know they shouldn't. So, you know, then you've got to talk about um, what they're feeling, how they're feeling, uh, how we can put that aside and then we, we, we replay the game and talk about some events that quite happened when I used to play and this is what I used to do to try and... Uh, so you draw on your own playing experience a lot? A lot of it, yeah. A lot of it, yeah. But, you know, I, uh, my career as a, as a player, uh, I play for a lot of good footballers, a lot of strong characters. So um, I can always revert back to that and just think how these players backed up, you know, good performance after good performance after good performance. Is, a name, is there a couple of names you, you, you're invoking on a, on a repeated basis that always stand out in your mind as, a, as an example to draw from? Yeah, look... Uh, one is one of our coaching staff, Sash, where yeah. it, it, nothing phased him. Nothing phased him. When he played football, doesn't matter against who he came up against, he just wanted to get, get the job done. Well, and that's because everyone was scared of him. So. <laughs> well, do you blame him? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, um, people like Sash, but people like Andrew Marth. I remember I, I spent a season with uh, Stabber at Melbourne Knights and, you know, his persona, he just walked out on the ground, this, this giant and... No opposition player wanted to go next to him because he knew, the opposition player knew that if they came close, Stabber would smash him in a tackle, you know? Forget about football first. All this, how can I get one over my opposition team player, opposition player, in a psychological uh, aspect of the game? So, you know, and this is where a winning mentality comes out because sometimes mm-hmm. football, you'd rather win not pretty instead of... Um, lose by playing pretty football. So sometimes that winning attitude where you need to get over the line, you need to do whatever it takes to get at three points is so, so important. You know, we've, we've got the way we want to play. Uh, we, we try and implement that. But again, the, the message to the boys is sometimes you just need to grind out results and um, that's what puts you that step forward or sometimes puts you that step back. Absolutely. So Monday training, you, you got this sort of split with, with Kappa about 
um, you know, you're doing the people management side of the things a lot of the time and, and sort of managing the, t- the team of coaches, but also yep. speaking individually with players a lot. And, and Kappa, he's a, he's a film nerd, right? He'll go over the game in forensic yep. detail. You know, he's doing detailed notes for scouting. He's doing the nitty gritty with the drills and yep. things. Where does Sasha come into it? What, what, what brought Sasha on board this season? And why did you think that was a necessary addition sure. to the staff? Um, look, Sasha's one of our own boys. He's a Preston boy. Um, he loves the club. Uh, we, we, as I said before, we want people to embrace the club them, uh, itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasha's kids play at the, the club. He's here five, six days a week. So I said to Sasha, um, you know, we, we spoke with Caps and Caps said, um, you know, what do we think if we bring Sasha in as well? He can help me in coach and blah, 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 and give me a bit more freedom in managing uh, the players, which was, you know, great. So, you know, I had a chat to Sasha and um, Sasha said, yeah, look, Lou, I'd, you know, I'd come in definitely, whatever, whatever I can, you know, you guys want me to do, I'll, I'll do and help out and I'll give you my opinions with things. So, you know, at the start, it was, you know, once or twice a week he'd come in. Now he's here every session, uh, basically. He's even training with the boys. You know, he's a man mountain. He's 42 years old. He's fit. He's strong. And him training with the boys, again, instills that bit of mental strength that's needed. Mm. So um, that's where Sash comes into it. But, you know, be all and end all for Sash is that he loves the club. He wants the club to succeed. Reckon he could still do a job out there? Do I believe that? 100% I do. 100% I do. Well, it depends how many injuries we get at centre half. We might be called upon. Like a you, you never know. The transfer window opens in three weeks, so we don't know. You just never know. He he has ambitions though of, of being a head coach himself again. He was the head coach at Dandy City for a while there. Look, um, Sash is, is running his own business at the moment, which um, occupies him a lot of the hours. Um, so yeah. he can't take on the second full-time job. Yeah. He's managing well, an MPL. The, the main full-time job, which would be football, will take yeah, over okay. his business. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got five kids, um, you know, so where where does he fit it all in? That's really up to him to decide. You know, our conversation, our chats has been, uh, do I see Sash going back to coaching one day as, as a head coach? I do. I mm. do. When, where, when is the right time? We don't know or he doesn't know at the moment, but I, I do see him getting back in there. And look, it's, you don't want to lose people to football like him. Yeah. Um, you know, his knowledge is fantastic. Uh, his experience is phenomenal. Um, what he achieved as a player was next level. So he can definitely add uh, or influence the younger kids coming through the ranks and uh, improve clubs wherever he does coach. Absolutely. So I think we got to about Wednesday, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, Wednesday. So we come in again Wednesday, again, another training session. Uh, do the, the sessions, are they differentiated based on the proximity to the game? Yeah, look, Declan will always break down and say, okay, this is the load that we can put together this week. Uh, for the game, so so a certain amount of kilometres or high-speed runs, etc. He'll tell Kappa and then we'll, we'll base all our drills on, on those mathematics, so to speak. Um, and is he drawing that from, from GPS data? And GPS like data, and then we've got to calculate it with all the drills, what it's achieved in the past, so how much distance we've got, or high-speed runs, etc. So when Kappa enters it into this calculator, it, it breaks it down completely and just tells us, okay, so that's, that's how many kilometres we're going to get out of this drill, blah, 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 blah. So... Um, and we're so you're load managing the players. Have to, have to, yeah. have to. Um, so it's almost accountancy in that that department. Like you, you got a max, max number. number of miles you can you can hit on each. And sometimes each again other. depends Wednesday. Wednesday nights we normally play our eleven v eleven game, and depends what mood I'm in. Sometimes we'll go over the, the time that I'm allowed, but uh, <laughs> sometimes you need to do that as well. And uh, but most of the time, bit of, bit of Bielsa murder ball. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't stop. <laughs> 
No, nah, nine times out of ten, we'll, we'll stick to the loads and, and get that done. And then Wednesday night, we've you know obviously implemented with the team dinner at the club now as well. So every Wednesday, we're in the club, we'll have a, we'll have a meal here. And uh, that's open to the fans as well, of course. Of course, Palm, it is. Palmer nights on Wednesdays, so keep an eye out on the socials for when those come up. But uh, they're they're pretty tasty. I have sampled one myself, <laughs> so uh, just gonna get the cheap. Yeah, no, that's nothing wrong at. with that. Bit <laughs> of free advertising. Um, so yeah, that's that's our Wednesday night. And then if we're playing Friday night, then we're you know, Wednesday night until, if I'm being honest and realistic, till Friday morning, mm. trying to put that team together in my head, which best 11 that I think is going to win that game and which players can add a bit of quality when they come off the bench and what they can do and how they can do it. And you sort of pre-play that game in your mind, that 90 minutes mm. that you're, that's coming up. And if this happens, then you've got to try and make this sub. Or if this happens, this, you know... You so always, it's not so much planning subs as planning... Uh, Eventualities, moments, situations. Yeah. Um, so you, you know, that's again, and that's you know, your whole Friday. You wake up, you're supposed to go to work. You go to work physically, but mentally, you're already <laughs> at the game and you're playing, yeah, and you're, you're watching the game already live. And you're taking this phone call, and you're talking to someone about tonight's game and the crowd, and how big it's going to be, and the enthusiasm. And you know, I'll speak to Dave, and you know, you'll say, "Come on, look, you time to do the job tonight," and the rest of it. So um, it's great leading up to that game, and then. What you've just done the last seven days is you, you want it to come to fruition come Friday night at home, um, and that's to get the three points. Um, but again, you know, you, you walk in on a Friday. I, I don't do much on a Friday night in a game situation where, uh, you know, I'll walk in literally when it's time for me to speak for five minutes. I'll say hi to, hello to the players. I'll give them some reminders that we worked on during the week, and I'll let them be. Everybody prepares differently. So no any, any given Sunday speeches? And- no. <laughs> Any given Sunday speeches, I don't believe is match day speech. I believe it's a Monday to Friday speech because if you're trying to coach and educate everything on a game night, I think you've just lost a week of training. So yeah. that's where you're, most of your training and your coaching should happen or your manager should be having Monday to Friday. And, and players can't take on that much information anyway. You know, Look, like, we, we, got we used to, think, to hate it when I was playing, I mean, amateur level, but when, yeah. people, when my coach would bombard me with things just before I'm, I'm trying to mentally prepare myself yeah. to walk out and actually do a very physical thing. and Or even at halftime, people are too tired to take in more than, you know, three pieces of information. So you, it's, it's just gentle reminders, really. That, that's all it is. It's real reminders that, and it's nothing new. So uh, I don't think in six years ever I've come here on a game day and said, okay, this is what we're doing today, which is completely new to the whole week. We've done, never. I've never mm-hmm. done it in my whole coaching career. Um, I don't believe in that. So, um, you know, so we've worked on it. The reminders, I let the players be. We've we got to remember, these players now have worked all day as well on a Friday. So they've tried to prepare at their best for this game to, one, to succeed for themselves, two, to not let them team their teammates down, and three, not to let the club down. And that's not the club. I'm talking about supporters. I'm talking about family, I'm talking about friends, mm. whoever that might be uh, and whatever that driver might be. So uh, it's a lot to take in. Uh, a lot of preparation needs to, to happen for the boys to perform at their best. So a lot, a lot of players have got family watching from interstate or overseas. You yeah. know, I, I get messages during the week for players saying, you know, is this game on, is this game streamed yep. because my family in, you know, the UK or wherever is, is keen to watch it. And yeah. So it's, uh, it, it, it is an event. And I, that's what I like about these Friday nights. Uh, they've, they've really built up as a as a big deal, and I think that's what every player and, and you know every coach lives for is to play on those occasions. So we come back to talking about pressure. Mm. That's the privilege. Yeah, it's uh, from, again that word privilege. It's it's massive. If if you believe that, or you prefer 
to walk out on a, on a ground and you can spot your father 150 metres away because there's only three supporters on the other <laughs> side of the ground, for me, that's, that's, that's shit, full stop. Yeah. I, I would rather walk out with our supporters chanting, singing, um, you know, and there's people everywhere. And that's what you want. This is what gives you those goosebumps, et cetera, for the, for the match day. And it lifts your performance, 100% it does. Could you imagine your life without this place at the moment? You know? <laughs> Could I imagine this place? Of him? Um, look, it's... Uh, have you ever been tempted to give it up, the, the frustrations of the past two aborted seasons? Yeah, I have. Yes, I have, yeah, without a doubt. Um, uh, reason being is because the club's tried so hard in the six years that I've been here trying to succeed um, in every way possible. So, uh, you know, the, the COVID year 2020, that took a lot out of me because it's such a big preparation for us, um, bringing players from interstate, bringing players from overseas, and you're flying them in, they're trying to come in, they're trying to come out, dealing with COVID at the same time. It, it took a, it, it hit everybody for a six. Um, and then last year, again, we've played more than 50% of the season. We're sitting on top of the ladder. We've got to think back to the boys. You know, they started training in, in January of that year as a coaching staff. Excuse me, we started preparing September the year before that, the four months before that. So we've gone 10 months of, of, of football of concentrating and trying to get that result week in, week out and to get that taken away from you, so-called last hurdle, a, a bloody hurt. Um, so, you know... It felt like smashing your head against a brick wall didn't uh, it, when it happened twice. Yeah, you just go, you know, where's this going to be? Is it ever going to happen or something like that? So, look, again, I'm a realist. Uh, and what I mean by that is... If, if football results aren't going your way, the coach needs to go. That's full stop. That's every level in the world. That's not just Preston Lions Football Club. I'm not, I'm not silly. I'm not stupid. I know what my position is as coach. Um, if I believe that we're not playing football of the ability that we can, uh, example, if we're playing every week and we're not creating chances and, we, and we're losing 3-4-0, it, it's time for Louis Sevsky to go. That's fine. That's not a problem because that's the best thing best thing for the club um, but while we're still playing our brand of football and while we're still training creating opportunities while we're still in the run to get you know a championship a promotion I believe we're doing a good job as, as a club as, as a football department um, so you know there is days where you just go oh Jesus Christ well, what, why am I doing this for <laughs> why am I putting myself through this 100% and not just me it's my family Yeah. ultimately I go home and we lose a game and you know, Sonia's trying to talk to me. Just she's getting a brick wall. The kids are staying three meters away from me because, you know, he's just I'm just a brick wall itself, and yeah. um, you know, it's dealing with the anger management of uh, <laughs> frustration. So, you know, and the family doesn't deserve that. Why? Why should they get uh, someone that's you know he's angry and, and he's worried just what's happened? Then we're going to worry about next week again. So yeah, there is again touching on your on your on your question. Um, it is frustrating. There is, has been moments at the same time when we're all sticking together as a club and we're winning and we're celebrating those moments. It's unbelievable. The feeling mm. is fantastic. When we've lost a game or when we've dropped points when we're not supposed to, you can't celebrate that. But this is when you need the support. Yeah. This is not supporting me. This is supporting these players that have killed themselves. Last week, you know, uh, I'm not talking about last week's game, any, any game in particular, but if you won that game, we're sitting there, we're, we're chanting, we're happy, we're singing a song together, then the following week we've lost the game uh, and then 
we've forgotten what these players have been through. Um, it happens on world football. We, we can talk about Liverpool yeah. playing Real Madrid last yeah. week and uh, them losing. Did they deserve to lose the game? No, they lost the game 1-0. So what do we do? Do we hate Liverpool? Of course we don't. They still got a hero's welcome when they got back of course. to the city. So this is what I'm talking about. So there's great moments. There's moments where you're going, okay, what's going on? But uh, when time's up one day, time will be up. At the same time, I just take it day by day and enjoy every moment I'm, I'm here. And we, we always talk about how grateful we are for, for the supporters that the club has and how amazing they are and the turnouts that we get home and away week to week. Uh, but the supporters also have a huge responsibility as well because they lift the team in those difficult moments. And that's what the club needs right now. And with this huge game coming up tomorrow night, and it's a big derby match, we know how uh, crazy it was, the, the dramatic last-minute win on the, on the opening day of the season. What, what, are, you, what are you expecting um, tomorrow night on and off the pitch? Look, it's, uh, we're at the halfway mark of the season. Um, we're obviously sitting fourth at the moment. We're two points away from second spot and three games away from top spot. At the start of the year, our aim as a club was to get promoted and play NPL 2 in 2023. Uh, we're still on course to do that. Internally and externally, we've never hidden away from the fact that we want to try and win another championship. Um, so our goal or our aim hasn't changed. The yeah. aim is still the same. So what does that mean? 11 games of football still to be played. We break it down again, which is one week at a time. We've come here. We, we're coming back home on a Friday night. We're playing North Sunshine in a derby game. Is there any other game that you'd want to come here uh, when you know when you when when the season's in a balanced situation, when you only one win away from second spot, you'd love to play North Sunshine. You'd love to come out and you know and give it the hundred percent and have the crowd behind you singing and chanting. If there's anything been different this year, as a club situation, I believe it's been the chanting from the crowd. Um, it's when I'm sitting on the other side, it's actually been a lot quieter than it's been mm. last year. I think people get nervous in the games if people freeze up. Yes, they probably do, of course, and, and I understand that. But at the same time, if we want everybody to play their part, this is where we need to drive the boys. Absolutely. Um, the chanting, the singing, the, the encouragement, uh, whatever that might be, how it might be, drums, whatever that might be, I know for a fact that it lifts the players. Mm. It lifts their mentalities. When they've made a mistake, they forget about it immediately. When they've done something great, they feel like you know Cristiano Ronaldo. So... And this is what I want the boys to feel. I, I want them to be so excited and uh, driven come Friday night's game that with that support behind us, you can't lose. Well, there you have it. Preston fans, you might not feel like you can influence events on the field, but you just heard it from the head coach himself. We need you behind our senior men as they take on North Sunshine. 8.30pm kickoff on Friday night. Get there nice and early. Uh, remember, there's the two separate exits, Preston fans exiting on the northeast side of the ground, 20 minutes after the final whistle. Louis Atsevsky, this has been uh, enlightening. Thank you so much for, uh, for coming in and, and sharing all that uh, behind-the-scenes information and, and giving me and all the fans uh, an insight into, into what goes on on a week-to-week basis and cannot wait for tomorrow night. We know the boys will give it everything. Josh, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me again. Um, Again, just touching on that, so important for everybody to show up tomorrow night. A massive crowd, just support the boys. That's all we're asking for. Thanks, Lou. Thank you. We'll take a short break. We're going to turn our attention to our women's teams on the other side.
You're listening to The Lion's Den on FNR Football Nation Radio. Welcome back to the Lions Den here, live from inside the new changing rooms here at Jenna Steel Stadium. I'm Josh Parrish. I've got Grace Acosta and Julia Milevsky with us, uh, two of our women's reserves players. Welcome to the Lions Den for, I believe, the first time for both of you. I've actually been here. Oh, this is my third time. Third time. Yeah, bit of a veteran of of the radio <laughs> show here. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, fan favourite also. So I think that's why I've been asked back. And it's your debut? Yeah, my debut tonight. Um, really excited to be here, loving the opportunity. <laughs> Fantastic. So do you have any sage words of wisdom for, uh, for the debutante? Also? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a global show, you know that. Yeah. So uh, all of Australia is watching. So just, uh, you know, give it your best. Um, yeah. Be yourself. That's what they want to see. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Lovely. Yeah. I, I feel like you should be the host now. I feel upset. <laughs> I think uh, I want to steal your job after this. So, yeah, She's watch out. Boy, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, I got up, I got up my game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The women's reserves have upped their game this season, though. Yeah. Fantastic campaign. Top of the table. A couple of games clear, are you now? Yeah, yeah. we are. Yep. A big goal difference as well. Massive. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been racking up the goals. You've been having a fantastic time. Uh, who's, who's been the standout this season? Name, just, just name a player who's, who's really, uh, really, really brought it this year and uh, propelled you to the top of the table. Who's your player of the season so far? That's a tough you? one, I think. I think we're all like putting in a lot of effort. I don't know. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. I think probably I've been impressed by a few of the youngsters who have come yeah. through the side. Neve, Neve yeah. yeah. Neve, um, probably give her one. She's playing the number 10 role, um, came in this year. She's only 16. And she's um, got, she played in the seniors, I think, last week. Yeah, the week before. unreal. Yeah, pretty proud of her. Um, Go yeah. Neve, shout out if you're yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah, we love Neve. Um, so <laughs> we had to give a good of shout out. Um, so, yeah, definitely Neve. I think she's done really well. Even Dam coming in too, 16-year-old. She yeah. played a few games of the scenes at the start of the year. Saved a penalty in their first game. So, yeah, just those young ones, I think they've come in really well uh, and, like, fit in really well. Um, and you, that, you can't tell that they're 16. So, yeah. I think they've been, they've been great. That penalty save, by the way, against Burundara, <laughs> I, I think I had to watch the replay three or four times before I could, like, wrap my head around it. That was unbelievable. On debut. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is stuff dreams are made of. Against the team you're uh, battling with, uh, battling out with uh, in the resis and in the seniors, uh, but you had a very closely fought game against uh, Melbourne University on the weekend. 2-1 win against a really strong program that Preston has had many, many great battles with over the past few years. They've sort of followed you from the State League up into this VPL competition. Tell us about the game and, and how it went down. Yeah, so they scored in the first minute and then... <laughs> Get, yeah. tell, tell us about the goal. Describe oh, it wasn't ideal. I think it was the first like 20 seconds, honestly. <laughs> um, just, yeah, poor kickoff. I think, I don't know what we were doing, asleep. Um, oh, you kicked off. Yeah, we had to kick <laughs> off. No. Yeah, I know. We are uh, like, unfortunate from yeah, outside. Yeah, very, like, there was just a shambles, like three bad passes and off they went for the goal. So, I, yeah, it was bad. Um, but heads dropped a bit. It then. was a good yeah. goal from them. We'll have to give it to them for that one. Chipped Zamzam, but. Yeah, yeah, and um, you picked yourselves up. From yeah, there, we fought back. You know, we give it, give it everything. Put our bodies on the line for the game because we knew we had to win. Top of the table clash, but yeah, we fought back and did what we had to do. So, what was the? When did the game turn? When when did you get yourselves back into the match? Um, yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, we. Uh, I think we, we. I think in the back of our minds, we we had like we haven't actually been able to beat. Um, Melbourne Uni for three years now, so it's actually been uh, a bit of a 
an interesting one against them. So um, been a bit of our Achilles heel over the past few years. So um, to be like, I think in the back of our minds, we're like, we have to win this. You know, it can't yeah. happen again to us. Three yeah. years being not able to actually beat Melbourne Uni. Um, they always have something against us. We don't know what. Um, so I think there was a, a lot of um, a lot of passion and determination um, to make sure we didn't make it happen again, and yeah. probably had the best side yeah. I think ever to to beat them. So it was really it was time then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good win from everyone. A lot very a lot of yeah. excitement afterwards. Yeah. We knew we had to win. Like mm. even like a few weeks before the game, we knew that mm. this was a game that we had to win. You know, coming into it, everyone was ready for it. You know, prepared. And it was a good game. It was a really good game. I mean, Melbourne Uni has – it's sort of unfair because they've got this huge pool of players to draw from. So they've got yeah. – uh, in the reserves competition, you know, they've got greater depth than probably any other team in the comp bar, bar Preston, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard it got a bit heated there for a little it bit. Did. Yes, it did. Do you yes. want to tell us about that? Yeah. It was a bit, bit of a spicy game, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, they got a red card after yeah. uh, just deciding to punch Shannon in the face yeah, a bit, uh, which <laughs> – if you're going to pick someone, you won't, don't pick Shannon because yeah. she's a, a cop, she, yeah. so you don't <laughs> want to pick her. Um, but she, she was brave enough and went at her. Um, she didn't win, clearly. Uh, but, yeah, so it was quite quite intense. Um, but it was good for us. I, I think it was in, like, the 15th minute that they got a red card. So for us, it definitely benefited yeah. us. On the sidelines, a few parents getting getting involved. Uh, you know, I think Dad was getting involved a yeah. bit. Because <laughs> my dad was linesman and they were, like, giving it to him. And, you know, it was just like... Why? <laughs> there was no point so, for it. There's just just a lot going yeah. on, but yeah, you know, um, it was good. It was, everyone was really passionate, so yeah. it's, it's good to see that you know parents and everyone on the sidelines um, are, are really into it. I, I used to hate it when people had to go to volunteer linesman. Yeah, like, I don't really want to be doing yeah, this. Yeah, he was like, well, "You can do it if you want," and they're like, <laughs> "No," and then, <laughs> well, don't like yell. I can't believe they picked out the one player on the police force to yeah, yeah. <laughs> take a swing. Yeah. yeah, that was so funny. I, I, she she dealt with it with a with a great deal of restraint. Yeah, she did. She didn't uh, do she didn't fight back or anything actually. Yeah, we, which we, was were, good. we thought she was going to do a bit of a move or something, but she, <laughs> she was yeah, tra- training yeah. kicked yeah. in and she yeah uh, she's like yeah. no nah, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> so who are the real leaders on the team? Well, I would say Julia, she's a big leader. She gives us um, a bit of a talk before, in a bit of a huddle before we go out there on the pitch. And oh, yeah. We all, we all love her few words. Her words, like, bring us up before we get the dub. But, yeah. yeah. Um, Some inspiring speeches. Yes. Yeah, very inspiring. You know, always out there yelling. She's always she's always yelling. It's If it's not us for doing something, she's always yelling. Like, if she if she misses, she'll yell. It was so, It's, like, so funny. But... Do you have a pre-game She's routine with that? Is it hands in and yeah. you know, Preston on three? Yeah, well, Min actually. Yeah, Min. Min she goes, yeah, Preston on me, Preston on three, yeah. and then it's, yeah, yeah, love yeah. that. Just uh, a, bit of a, a bit of yelling before before the game, trying to get everyone a bit hyped. You yeah. Know? I I always felt when I was playing that it was a, a kind of a contest between you and the other team to see who could yell the team name louder, and that would dictate who was more up for the game. Yeah. Probably had no basis <laughs> in performance, but I always felt that it, if you had a nice loud, you know, one two three uh, at the start of the game, you had a little bit of an edge going into it. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the bad kickoff? Did you not yell at him? Yeah, I don't enough? think we yelled loud yeah, enough. I, I no. think it was a pretty poor effort. We didn't let him know that we were there. No, we didn't, they didn't know that Preston was, then, was, was at Melbourne Uni. 
And that's why. The next minute they're yeah. just crying. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what's Saki's like as a, as a head coach? He's been in charge for a little while now, this yeah. group? Yeah, well, I've been with Saki since 2019 and you were from 2020. Um, so he's now been with us for four years and um, pretty much I think majority of the squad has been the same. We've just had a few additions in over the past mm. few years, but majority has been the same core. Um, and he's gone along with us really well and I think we've a relationship with him um, being four years now. And, um, you know, he's very passionate and he, he, you know, wants us to win, which is what we like. And, um, you know, he's a nice guy too. So it helps to, yeah. you know, he's always very approachable. Um, so if you have any queries or anything, you can you can go have a chat to him. And, and he's always there, um, no matter if it's a training night or, or not a training night. Um, he's he's there. always up for a good call or does, text message. Yeah. You know, he always says to us, call me or text me if you need anything, you know. Yeah. Mm. He's good to talk to as well. Like if you're having problems with anything, you can just like – Talk to him about it and he'll help you or like, yeah, anything like that. It's good to hear that you have that competitive ed- edge in the team because it's always a weird dynamic with the reserves where if someone does too well, then, you know, you lose them <laughs> for a week. <laughs> and I, I, I yeah. you know, when I was playing reserves teams, I always used to think about the head coach, oh, no, don't take that player. We need them. <laughs> yeah, that's sometimes, unfortunately, at training it happens when he just yeah. comes over. We're training with ourselves and we're like, oh, I need this one over there with us. I'm like, damn, now we've gone down a few just numbers and not that one. She was on my team. You know, <laughs> we, get, we get a bit sad, but... Um, no, it's good to see him get that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're all happy for everyone. I think that's yeah. it's a good dynamic between the reserves group. I think we all get along with each other really well yeah. off the park. Big TC, big, team camaraderie. Big, a lot mm. of team camaraderie. Yeah. Um, we all get along well. So it makes it so much fun to train um, but also to play on game day. It's so much fun and we, we love it, don't we? Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's always a thing to look forward to. Always, yeah. Well, we, we wax lyrical about the senior women every week and – Miri this and Kiwi that, but the Rezies have more fun, right? I think so. I, yeah. think, I think we're better. <laughs> yeah. I think we're better. Good, better, better laughs in the chain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. Good personality. Better bands. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Better Fanta. Better Fanta. <laughs> Definitely a lot of Fanta. Um, yeah, we, lo- we love it. But nah, it's, it's good to know. I think we're between both the scenes and reserve group. Yeah. We're able we're, to train yeah. with them all the time yeah. and be in the same change room as them. So we've all been able to get along with each other. Um, and it's been good to have a group of, you know, 30, what, five or something yeah. girls sometimes. So um, everyone gets along well. Uh, I think it's a really good dynamic that sucks. And Dan and Liam too has been able to build. Well, we know you lead the, the huddles uh, and the team, but who leads the bants in the in the dressing room? Who's who's the quickest on the draw? Jeez. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is the most controversial yeah. question yeah, I've asked all show. You know what? I think we're just going to pump our own tyres up here and say us. Uh, yeah, okay. you I know. Guess so. Because, you know, we love a good good chat and we love a good laugh as well. We do. A bit of a dance in the the change room. We love it. Who's team DJ? She's not very good, but... Uh, (laughs) Just because you listen to Taylor Swift (laughs) and (laughs) Speaking Duck. Yeah, Speaking Duck's really good. That's not really pre-game pump Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've got the good tunes, you know, sometimes play the bangers or even just the R&B. Yeah, yeah. It's all right sometimes. It's okay, but... She's she's the only one who has a decent enough speaker, so <laughs> she's kind of like default. I don't think that's the reason. Yeah. I think everyone just put their hand up and said, "Look, Grace, like give it to her," you know. Fair, fair, yeah. But all gear, some idea. Yeah, yeah okay. that's that's it. If yeah. you want to take over, oh, be my guest. <laughs> I think that, I think I'll be kicked out of the change room if I do. Probably, yeah. 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 We've had that discussion a few times, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a tune that's uh, that's on every week before you? There walk is. Out? Oh. There is. So. Um, last year I played this um, remix to, you know the song Trumpets by Jason Derulo? I do actually, yeah. yeah. So I've played this remix to it and Kayla absolutely loved it. And now it just goes on every, every single week. time yeah. before a game. 
Well, see, I, I have a little bit of a problem with that song, actually. Oh. See, because I, I played on. trumpet in high school. I mean, they're now revealing all the embarrassing <laughs> things go, about me. Here we go, here we go. And, the, and the, the lick on that one is in the trumpet stay go. Mm. But then it's a terrible synth trumpet. Yes. So the trumpets yeah. don't actually go yeah, like that. Yeah, but in the remix that doesn't happen. It just – Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just like – and then it just goes. But it's not – I don't know how to explain it. It's just – the it's beat a, changes. Is it a drop or – Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I guess I can – I mean, that's still factually incorrect, but I, I guess I can accept that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll have to I'll, I'll have, I'll have to, to have a look at it actually. I'll send it through. <laughs> <laughs> I'll examine the remax, see yeah. if I can uh, I can give it a sample of approval yeah. or not. Well, you've got your game coming up on Sunday. Uh, what are you expecting from this one? South Yarra? South Yarra, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I think it'd be I don't know, because we didn't play them last year because of COVID. Um mm. I think that was the game where they said like season's done. done yeah. So um I don't know. I don't know what they're like at all, but that's kind of a milestone to get four. over in the season. Yeah. Like we got yeah. past where we did last yeah. time. <laughs> um, I think they're fourth on the yeah. ladder, so yeah. it shouldn't be a bad game. It should be a good game, hopefully. But we'll see. Yeah, hopefully we'll see, we have to keep going. Got to keep winning. Now we've got the little lead there, so we can't stop. And it's been, I think, this is our fourth away game in a row. Yeah. So um, it's been a tough month on the road. So hopefully mm. we finish <laughs> off, and the next week we're back, back at home. Back at the so den. Back at the den. Um, which would be exciting for us. So hopefully, yeah, we get this one. I think that would be a good side, but I think we're we're ready. We're, yeah. we're good. We're having fun. Undefeated. And you've got the, the run of home games banked up at the yeah. end of the season. Yeah. It's a nice run in for uh, – Yeah, be good well, for us finally to travel. Uh, your title push, yeah. Yeah. dare I say. Uh, you're, you know, say you're, it. You're, yeah. you're, you're building up a nice little lead there. Yeah. I don't want to jinx so it. No losses. Yeah. No, no. You know. Undefeated. Yeah. Well, long may the streak continue. Let's hope, yeah. <laughs> thank you both for jumping on the show tonight. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. And uh, thank you for waiting around uh, while, while Louis did his thing as well. <laughs> right. Appreciate it. Um, and best of luck on the weekend against South Yarra. If people want to come down and watch and support both the yeah, teams, definitely, yep. time and place. Um, Faulkner Park, I think, mm-hmm. at 1 p.m. Yep. Don't yep. worry about the 3 p.m. game. Just be <laughs> the 1 p.m. game. Yeah, and if you want to stay for the singing, you know, it's up to you. But I would love to have you down for the resis. <laughs> we all know where the real show is. Exactly that's right. right. Exactly right. And Come down and join us in the change room yeah, before. Yeah, right. Trumpets we, will play. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know who's going to be yelling that team name loudest. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It'll be us. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I think we're going to tie it off now. Okay. This has been the Lions Den coming to you live on the Preston Lions Facebook page and on FNR Football Nation Radio. If you missed any of tonight's show, you can catch it on the FNR podcast platforms. But most importantly, we will see you tomorrow night and on Sunday at the games to support our senior teams. Can't wait for it. See you there. Preston, Preston, near post city. It's in. And again, Warren Speak has a hand in it. Andrew Zinni scores the goal. Not only are the fans winning on the terraces, the team are winning on the pitch. Two goals in two minutes. 2-1 up, Preston Macedonia, and we've got an invasion on. Crossfield ball for Tineski to try the spectacular. It's brilliant. Is it over the line? Yes. What a goal from Alex Tineski.
Spink, Cole, Smith, Smith doing the damage. 1-0.